at a very young age of 19, I was like, I'm just not supposed to be a mom. Like, I have this thing. It's fine. Um, that's just not my life path. And so I did not see myself having kids ever. Wow. <laughs> like, I was just going to work and be awesome. And um, after my husband and I got married, like a couple years into our marriage, he was, well, not a couple years, like maybe a year. He's like, I think we should have kids. And I'm like, really? <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Let's try that. Hey, Mama. What do you think of when you hear the word success? Fame, status, and fortune? What about rocking your baby to sleep or coaching Little League? Advocating for your special needs child or mastering meal planning? Maybe going back to school or starting your own business? The truth is success looks different for us all, and it may change depending on the season of life you're in. After finding myself in a dark place, I decided to set an example for my two boys by intentionally choosing what I wanted for my life and seeking it, even if it was scary. And now I'm so excited to bring you stories of other moms who are living out their version of success. I plan to ask these incredible women not only about their journeys, but how they are making it through the madness and the magic that we all know as motherhood. So, whether your assistant just brought you a hot espresso or you're rocking your baby on a third cup of reheated coffee, settle in and get ready for some goodness. I'm Shannon Carruthers, and this is the Successful Mama Podcast. Hey, Mama. If you're like me, you want your home to be nice and clean without having to worry if what you're using is safe for your kiddos. I want to tell you about a product I bought back in 2018, and my family has not been without it since. It's called Force of Nature, and it's made from salt, water, and vinegar. And it's an EPA-registered disinfectant that kills 99.9% of germs and replaces most of your other cleaning products. We actually call it magic spray at our house because my boys say it works like magic. Force of Nature helped me make it through potty training and toddler messes. And now, because I know the ingredients, I don't hesitate to ask my boys to pitch in, even if I do have to repeat myself a few times. They grab the magic spray and use it wherever they need it. I've teamed up with Force of Nature to offer you 40% off your startup bundle. Simply use the code SHANNONC40 at checkout. Head over to shannoncarruthers.com slash magic spray for more information. That's shannoncarruthers.com slash magic spray. Hey mama, do you want to make a change in your life but you feel like there is no way you could add anything else in the mix? I get it. That's why I created a simple list of 10 habits you can start today that help produce big change, even in the chaos of motherhood. Go to shannoncarruthers.com slash momhabits to get a copy sent straight to your inbox. That's shannoncarruthers.com slash momhabits. Take a breath. Um, okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Successful Mama podcast. I have a wonderful guest with me today, Carla Taggart. I'm hey. so excited to have you here with us. And I'm excited to be here. Yes, and you guys are going to love her. She is so fun. We hope so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, Carla and I got a chance to meet uh, just a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. actually, for the first time. And I got to be a guest on hers and Kristen's podcast called Busy Moms. Hey, hey, Busy hey, Moms. Hey, hey, Busy Moms. Is it Busy Moms Out? Is that what y'all say at the end? Oh, yeah. We I say love that. Busy Moms Out. <laughs> busy Moms Out. Um, so anyway, I am excited to have her here and just to hear more of her story and to share all the things with you guys. So if you want to start, Carla, and just tell us a little more about you and your family and all the things. Okay, cool. So um, my name is Carla Tigert, and I live in Athens. I've lived there for about 12 years. I'm originally from Kansas, so I'm a transplant, um, and I actually really love it. It's a small town, and it's really fun. Um, so I've enjoyed living there. Life is... Um, a much slower pace than I'm used to. And so it took me a little bit to kind of adjust, but I'm thankful for, I guess, my time there. Yeah. Um, I have two girls. They are five and eight. I say five because Violet's birthday is in like a couple days. So five and eight. And I hold on to that as long as I can. Like I'm I'm keeping that five as long as I can. Yes. We'll see. And I'm loving like the seven, eight age. So I like five. I don't know what five's gonna bring for Vi. Like Olivia was a little bit different at five, so I'm mm -hmm. so curious. But 
Like so far, seven eight is my my favorite. Oh, seven eight is fun. I love five though. I'm, yeah, I'm not wanting the five to go away. Mm-hmm. So I know. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted. Continue. No, no, no. You're totally good. So um, they're both in school all day. Violet goes pre K. Olivia goes to second grade, and um, I just you know. So do all the mom stuff and the wife stuff and the work stuff awesome. while they're at school. So so you're at home. Yes, I am technically a stay-at-home mom, which yes. um, was an adjustment. So tell me more. I am kind of a workaholic by nature. So I started working when I was 14. Like I really didn't know anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved working, like I liked learning new things and I loved working my way up in companies and I just really enjoyed that challenge. And then I got pregnant with Livia, which is a whole other story because I was not ever going to be a mom. <laughs> oh, now I didn't know this. Right? Now we're going to so have we to touch on that. that yeah. Um, but yeah, so I got pregnant and I was going back to work 100%. Like I was leaning in and I was going to do all the mom stuff and go to work. And then I had my baby and I was home and I was like, mm, I don't think I'm going back to work. Like she was very, um, she was kind of a tough baby. And I, not being like from Kansas, I didn't know anybody here. So you guys were here when you were here and I had no family here. Um, We were still fairly new. I mean, I don't know what, like five years in. And so I didn't really know anybody that could point me in the right direction of a daycare because I didn't know anybody that had kids. Like everybody I knew was older. And so it was just, it was interesting and like, a couple weeks before I was going to go back to work, I'm like, mm, I don't think I'm coming back. And they were like, we knew it. That's fine. <laughs> we knew I that think, was Yeah, cool. like I think they kind of prepared for that, which made my transition a lot easier. Um, but it was very, very hard. Like I just was in my routine of getting up and going to work and proving myself. And I don't know. It was just different. It's very different. It's, it's quite an adjustment. <laughs> yeah, to all of a sudden like – being home and and if you don't know anybody or like especially in the early stages of motherhood mm-hmm. you're not it's not like you're exactly wanting to go out and do all the things oh no so you're in a bubble by yourself and trying mm-hmm. to make this adjustment with this new creature that won't sleep or won't right you know. yeah and mine definitely did not sleep no she wasn't a sleeper huh Mm-mm. yeah don't i you actually look- hired a sleep coach did you to help me get her to sleep yeah so. i've heard that that's pretty amazing mm-hmm. like that those can be life-changing yeah she was it was great but yeah. definitely it, not a sleeper it was a hard <laughs> <laughs> it was a hard stage of life yes for sure i slept on the floor in her room for several months i mean maybe like four months oh, wow. because she was up like every hour mm-hmm. and so I didn't know what else to do. I was like, I guess I'll just sleep on the floor in here. And then every time she gets up, like I can just lay back down after she lays back down. And oh, it was just such a mess. And so I'm glad I wasn't working during that time because I was literally like a walking just zombie. (laughs) Right. I mean, I was tired all the time. I was cranky. I was mad. I was just like, I hate this life. Um, And it was kind of hard. You know, it It, was sad. It is hard. um, but yeah, once we got all that figured out, life got a little bit easier. Yeah. So she is there, slept eventually. Is there anything you would tell your old self, like going into that stage of life? Is there anything you wish that someone would have told you as you were getting ready to have this new baby and like adjusting, especially with no yeah. support around? Um, I wish that someone would tell me, would have told me all the things, honestly. Like I think about that a lot. I'm like, what advice can I offer a new mom? And like no one really told me anything. Like I was thinking, oh, I'm going to have this baby and I'm going to bring her home and I'm going to put her on a schedule. She's going to sleep and I'm going to sleep when she sleeps. But I mean, that was not the case at all. Like I didn't sleep when she slept because I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to do the dishes. I got to right. wash bottles. I need to take a shower. Um, You know, all of those things that I didn't get to do anymore, like those luxury, <laughs> those luxury <laughs> items in life that you don't think are luxuries, but it's like, wow, I get to take a shower today. Like, this is awesome. Um, But because she was not a very good sleeper, it was like, you know, 10 minutes into my shower, I'd hear screaming. And so it was just chaotic. But also I nursed both of my kids. 
um, for about 18 months each. And no one talks to me about the struggles of breastfeeding. And so I definitely, if you are going to have a baby and you want to be a nursing mom, I would definitely seek um, some sort of support there. Because I ended up going to a breastfeeding support group, and that was life-changing for me and my nursing relationship with my daughter. Absolutely. And then also made having a second baby and nursing her a whole lot easier because there's a lot of things that they don't tell you. Absolutely. And so that was – I think those two things is like, you know, just know that when you're coming into this, like, it's not going to be what you think it is, number one. But number two, if you're nursing and feeding – Definitely not. Um. You know, I was told you're feed your feed your baby every four hours or three hours or whatever it was. And so I'm sitting there, she's screaming, and I'm like, Oh, it's not time to feed her yet. <laughs> like little I did wait, I right. Yes, little did I know that if I just nurse her in those moments and calm her down, she would have been a much happier baby. Yeah. So I learned those lessons. And so my second time around it was much easier and people would be like oh my gosh she's just nursing all the time i'm like she's not crying <laughs> that's good that's right she's not crying it's not the same thing so I went through before. Fine. yes like i feel like i nursed both my babies about the same amount of time and i would say um this well i would say going into the second stage of or second child nursing was a lot easier like like you mm-hmm. said it was a lot more relaxed and like i just fed him when he needed to eat and whatever yes um so I didn't really know what to expect, but we did actually have one thing that happened with him was my milk was like high lipase. I think that's okay. how you say that. Yeah. Um, and so he, all of a sudden one day I woke up and I didn't have any milk and he's oh, like no. freaking out. Yeah. Obviously he's hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, come to find out later, he was like six months old. Maybe he had a tongue tie that they had missed. And because I was just producing, 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 mm-hmm. he was still gaining weight. So they didn't know to look for it. Right. But then come to find out it was like very standard tongue tie. All of that t- ties into ties in. You see what mm-hmm. I did there? there you All go. of that ties into the fact that I did have milk in the freezer. And so when I when I stopped producing, I went to go and feed him some of that milk from the freezer and he wouldn't take it. Yeah. And so that whole thing was like a fiasco because then I I couldn't feed my baby. You're like, what do I do? He wouldn't take formula. Yeah. He wouldn't take bot. Like it was one of the worst times. Anyway, I didn't mean to get off on my own no, thing. No, you're but fine. I, we went I, through that too, so I get it. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, not like the lipase thing, but just like her not taking a bottle uh-huh. and me being the only one that can feed her. And I was not a high producer, so I did not have a stash. So mine was like just I had to be there all the time. Right. You know, no one could watch her. I couldn't leave her behind. And, you know, it's like everywhere I went, I had this baby, baby because I wasn't producing. I wasn't overproducing. So right. I did not have a storage of milk in the freezer. Oh, my goodness. That is <laughs> such maybe a, like one bag. Right. I mean. Well, and that's such a hard stage of life. And I feel like during that stage of motherhood, like when we're we're looking at all these other moms who seem to be carrying their babies everywhere and doing all the fun things and like, mm-hmm. and then you're like, well, why am I, why am I having such a hard time with yes. this? But it is very common to have a hard time with that. Like it is, it's a struggle and you will get to the other side of it. Of course. And the next stage is really great too. Yeah, like, so it good. is. It's great. And I think, you know, I've, I've always been envious of the moms that, are taking their babies everywhere and their babies are so chill and they're just like eating whenever. Same. What is this? How do you do that? (laughs) Like, should I have done that? You know, maybe if I would have done that, nobody would be stressed out. And I don't know. So it's different. It's just you get into your own groove. Well, and I think you have to not compare yourself to the other mom too. Like that's a hard thing because you don't know what what level of support they have. Mm-hmm. You know, is their mom coming to watch their baby every week? Or is there, you know, do they have a sister that's coming over to keep the kids while they take yeah. their shot? Like, I don't know. They just, people have different levels of support. They have different kids, obviously, who mm-hmm. have different um, different amounts of crying. Right? <laughs> Some babies are more chill. Than, so I think it's just important to remember, like, not to compare yourself and just to do your dang best because yeah. that's hard. It's it a hard, hard season. And like, give yourself credit. 
And one of the things that I say during like now is still a mantra is just grace, not excuses. Yes. Like give myself all the grace, especially during that stage. Mm -hmm. But then don't make an excuse not to keep trying to move forward. Of course. So I don't know if that. I know. I had a I had a friend the other day, and I told her that same thing. I was like, give yourself some grace, girl. Like you have a newborn. This is your first baby. Absolutely. So. Okay, so let's keep going on on you. So, all right, what um, did you have any anything else about that time frame you want to share, or move on into a little bit of business, a little bit of a little bit of um, transition? We can talk a little bit about transition um, into maybe going from a stay at home mom to a, I guess what little side hustle, small business okay. owner. Um, because I went from that full-time working, um, lifestyle where I was earning an income and supporting our family and supporting, you know, myself. I had like my fun money, I guess Mm -hmm. you could say. Um, it was very difficult for me to not be doing that anymore when I decided to become a stay-at-home mom. So I went through about a year, year's period of time where I was like, oh, what do I do? You know, and like, I cannot, I was not going to be a mom. I think we talked about maybe touching on that. I, I had PCOS like my whole life and well, not my whole life. I was diagnosed when I was 19. Um, and so most doctors, all of the doctors, not most, um, were like, it's going to be very hard for you to have children. I just didn't have cycles like a normal person. Um, sometimes I wouldn't even get one. It was just kind of all over the place. And so at a very young age of 19, I was like, I'm just not supposed to be a mom. Like I have this thing. It's fine. Um, that's just not my life path. And so I did not see myself having kids ever. (laughs) Like I was just going to work and be awesome. And, um, after my husband and I got married, like a couple years into our marriage, he was, well, not a couple years, like maybe a year. He's like, I think we should have kids. And I'm like, really? (laughs) Okay. Oh, no. Let's try that. Um, And I was like, and he knew, you know, that it was maybe going to be a struggle for me. Right. And I had not been on birth control for a long time because it made me crazy. Uh, Other moms out there probably know. It just makes you like a complete psycho. And so I had stopped taking birth control and like nothing had happened yet. And so I was like, oh, we're just not going to get pregnant. And then um, we started trying, but I told him, I'm like, this is a God thing. If it happens, it's because I am supposed to be a mom. Right. If it doesn't happen, then I'm okay with that too. So I didn't put the pressure on it and either did he. It was just like, okay. So you, you were know? okay either way. We were okay either way. Did you did you find yourself leaning one like were you starting to get in a mode of like, I think I really wanna be a mom? Like no. with talk of kids, you didn't. Not even a little bit. Um, I was just like, okay, if it happens, it happens. Gotcha. You know, I was just I more or less just like leaned on God and was like it's his plan for my life. It's yeah. his plan for our marriage. Like if he decides to give us a child, then I will embrace that child. And if he doesn't, then we'll just keep doing what we're doing and, you know, figure yeah. it out. So I guess I just not having that pressure um, helped me get pregnant, I guess. I don't know. So I, when I found out I was pregnant with my oldest, it was Kyle and I talked about this the other day because it was such a funny or scary moment. Um, he was gone all day and I was like, where are you? Why aren't you home? And I was like acting like a crazy person. And he's like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm over here like pacing and I'm so angry for some reason. And it's like my heart's beating really fast. And I'm just like so mad at you that you're not home. And (laughs) I like stopped texting him for a minute. And I was like, this is how I felt when I was on birth control. And I'm like, Um... birth control makes you think you're pregnant. Oh my gosh, what if I'm pregnant? You know, and I had a pregnancy test at home. So I took one and when it was positive, I was like, (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) I may have said the F word like 30,000 times um, and started crying. So I was like, what do I do? I'm not, this is not my path. And, um, but of course it was my path and um, I'm a much happier person than I was before I had kids. Yeah. Um, but it's just so interesting because it's like if you truly just let God do his thing, like what he gives to you in life 
is just incredible. Like I could just cry thinking about I it. I love it. I can see like you're yes. just lighting up talking yeah, about this. So it's just, it's really, it's really neat how it all happened. Um, loved, I mean, I loved being pregnant. I could be pregnant. All, I don't oh, want to have no, any more babies, no. <laughs> but like I loved being pregnant with both of my That's girls. Awesome. Like loved it. And I, <laughs> I'm often like, maybe I should be a surrogate, but yeah. I mean, I'm like old. So I don't think anybody wants me as their surrogate, but um, yeah, it was just, Wow, that's amazing. amazing. I didn't know that about yeah. your story. So that's so cool. So so then you have your little girl mm-hmm. and you go through that. Um, and then somewhere a little further down the road, you decide you're going to go back to starting your business. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so we got, we got on that. We got yeah. off track there. Um, so yes, I about 15 months into it, um, I decided to dive into the MLM world. Um, multi-level marketing yes multi-level marketing oh it gets such a bad rep like people think it's just the worst thing ever pyramid schemes yes people just trying to make money um so i had actually done something similar before i tried to sell another product before we even moved to alabama it went terribly wrong i mean i lost a ton of money and i'm like oh my gosh this is the worst thing ever then after i had olivia and i was home for a couple months i was i tried to dive into something else um that i thought would be more along the lines of like motherhood and children and all of that that also did not work because I was not like my heart wasn't there. Right. I was just like, I'm just trying to make some money. Like I need to do something. I don't know what what I'm going to do, but I need to do something. Um, in the meantime, my friend had started a skincare business with Rodan and Fields. And, you know, as part of multi-level marketing, you try to get people to also um, sell skincare with you or right. sell products with you. Get and on so, your team. Yeah. So she was messaging me and I'm like, girl, no. <laughs> Not a chance. I don't want anything to do with this. That's like, how that conversation generally it, goes. Yes, don't talk to me about this. Time. I'm not doing this. Um, lots of ghosting involved. Like she would, I still think you'd be great at this. I'm like, mm-hmm, I bet you <laughs> do. You know, like I'm not doing this. And so for several months, she was talking to me about it and just sending me videos like, I bet you'd love this. I think you would do great with this. And I'm like, I'm really, truly not interested. And I talked to Kyle about it. He, of course, he was like, oh, that sounds like one of those like pyramid schemes because mm-hmm. that's what everyone thinks they are. Um, I could tell you what a pyramid scheme is later on if we want to talk about it. Um, but anyway, so it started to like really be on my brain. Like, what if this is what I'm looking for? Like, I'm wanting to go back to work. I had thrown out all kinds of ideas of stuff I could do to make money. And I was like, I wonder, like, is this a sign? Like, am I supposed to be doing this? And so I started to, like, think about it a lot and not think about joining, but just think about what my life would be like if I did do something like this. Right. And then one day I was having a picnic outside with Olivia and it was May 7th and we were having a picnic outside and she had on a shirt that said, just do it. It was a little Nike shirt and it said, just do it. And I looked at her and I like snapped a selfie of us and I was like, maybe I'm just going to do it. And so on Mother's Day, May 8th in 2016, I bought myself a skincare business. And I was like, this is what I'm going to do for myself for Mother's Day. And I had no idea what I was doing. I knew nothing about skincare, um, but I saw the success of other people that I knew that were also doing this business. And I was like, this must be something if like they're finding success, you know, because they're very similar to me and they're not the type of people that are going to like hound people and be salesy and all of that. And I'm like, but they're still finding success. So if they can do it, then I can do it. And so I did and I dove right in and it's been an incredible journey ever since. And it was now like, well, I guess I'm supposed to be doing this. A few years down the road because that was yes. in 2016. Yeah. So it'll be what, like seven years this year? That's crazy. Yeah. Congrats. Thanks. That's awesome. Yep. Still loving it every day. That's it's amazing. Hard, so what was your friend's response when you called her, messaged her, whatever, was like, hey, I think it's, you know, I think it's a yes. Yeah, what she you- was like, yes, I knew it. You know, she's <laughs> like, we're going to have so much fun. And she was one of my best friends growing up. So um, it has been fun because we get, she lives in California. So it's like, we don't get to see each other, but like once a year, if that. And it is the best time because it's like, oh my gosh, we've been doing life together 
since we were kids and right. we still get to do this and now life you get together. to do that through this connection yes and support each other and cheer each other on um so that's it's been awesome. great I actually did premier design jewelry back in the day as mm -hmm. well. It's been a few minutes since then, but um, I did it for about five years and it was kind of the same story. Like I wasn't going to do it. And then yeah. I did. And once I started, I fell in love with the community and the people that were surrounding you and like everybody's cheering for you and like going to, to rally where you get filled with like these motivational speakers who come in and, and you're all yes. cheering for each other and your achievements. And you're like, I'm going to be up on that stage. And I don't know. Anyway, it was just, it was such a fun experience in my life. And I really, even to, to this day, even when I got out, I knew it was time for me to stop, mm -hmm. but I still was so thankful for that experience. Like I didn't have a bad experience with it. Right. And I think a lot of the times, you know, there are those people who are naggy and who are mm -hmm. just trying to drive you crazy until you yeah. buy something and like that giving it a bad name. But I think it's super, it's such a, a phenomenal industry in my opinion, because it gives moms a chance to be at home with their kids. It does. It gives so many moms that opportunity, you know, no matter what it is you're selling, you find the right thing for you. Yeah. But like as someone who is a customer now, I don't have, you know, an MLM business anymore, but like I want to buy from somebody and I know I'm going to probably pay a little bit more, but in yeah. doing so, you know that you're helping support a mom who wants to stay home. Right. You know that you're helping them, you know, buy groceries that week or like it's, it's mm -hmm. a person. It's not like going and, you know, throwing your money to a big store. Yeah. And well, and also you will buy stuff from celebrities online that do an ad and you're like oh if they're using it i'm going to use it but a lot of people will do that but then not buy from their friends and it's like why that doesn't make you know sense. like why don't you trust your friends over right. a celebrity but you know i'm that same way it's like oh you have a business i'm going to come to you first like yeah. i'm going to support a small business first and not that i want big businesses to suffer but it it does support other people like that is their livelihood a lot of times it's true and, um, you know, for us, it was like I was able to replace a full-time income doing something at home yeah. for a couple hours a day. I love it. And so it was a big, big change, but also a mindset shift. So. Oh, yeah? T yeah? Say more about that. <laughs> what what kind of mind mindset shift did if you have to go, go through? There. Yeah, um, let's go there. You know that's like my favorite right? subject. I love all things mindset and habits and all that. So let's talk yeah. about that. So I think that is a really huge thing um, in life in general, but also when you are doing a type of, you know, multi-level marketing or direct sales business, because it's not a get rich quick thing. You're not going to be a millionaire overnight. And I no. think a lot of people go into that thinking that, and then they very quickly will quit. Well, and I think a lot of people sell it that way too. Like, yes. oh, you can just do this just two nights a week and you're good to go. And right. they don't actually tell you all the work you have to put in yeah. to get to that place. Yeah. So. I mean, it's an actual job. It's a job. Like, you have I to work sit it. down at my computer every day and work. Yes. Like, I'm not just shopping and like crossing my fingers that someone buys something. Right. I mean, sometimes that does happen. Um, but for the most part, it's like I'm putting in the effort. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I mean, anyone out there like considering that type of um, business for themselves as a stay at home mom or even a working mom. I have several people on my team who work full time and also do this part time. Um, it does take work. You know, yeah, it's, it's not like it's people not just simple. knock at your door and say, oh, I sell this product now. OK, please. I'm going to buy everything yeah, for I mean, you. Like people don't show easy. up like that. You have to. So the whole mindset thing is like you have to be able to hear no and be okay with it but also like it is you cannot take things personal like if someone does not want to buy your product it really has nothing to do with you it might like they might not like you and just might not want to support you and that's fine I mean I have those people too but for the most part it's like they might not be looking for something right they're or, not your people yeah they're not your people like five years down the road maybe they are looking for something and there you'll be but like for the most part um they're not it has nothing to do with mm -mm. you. It's just like, oh, no. I don't need that. I don't wash my face. Okay, great. Right. Um, and then you move on. So you really have to be okay with hearing those things. But also, um, one of the biggest things my sponsor told me when I first started doing this was, I kept saying, if. 
And I would be like, well, if I do this, or if I do that, or if I get to this level, or if I make this much money, and she's like, stop it. Why are you saying if? Say when, when I do this, when I get there, when I make this much. And I instantly was like, okay. So from that point on, I started to replace my ifs with wins. And it was probably the best best advice that she could have given me because I've carried that now throughout so many different things in my life. Absolutely. It's not, you know, if I get to go do this. It's like when I get to go do this. And it's just, it's like that power of yet, right? Like you just haven't done it yet. Right. You haven't gotten to that level yet. You haven't succeeded in this place yet. Um, so that was probably like the biggest mindset shift for me is like, okay. Absolutely. When? And, and it's it's teaching your brain. You know, I'm all about like how your brain works and all of that. And essentially, you're just telling your brain like, I am this person. I'm mm-hmm. the person that's going to do this. I'm just not there yet. Like I'm right. headed in that direction and that's who I am. So when I get there, yeah, you know, because your brain believes whatever you tell it. And so if you say if, if, if over and over, mm-hmm. your brain's going, eh, I don't know that that's going to yeah. happen. Whereas when you are being, you know, the power of your words, uh, it's it's huge. Yeah. And so the words that you choose to tell yourself over and over again, I mean, you have to choose those really wisely. And Agreed. I think we could all use just that adjustment, that reminder that what you tell, I mean, not just telling your kids or telling the people around you, but what you tell yourself mm-hmm. matters so, so much. Yeah. I love that. It's it's pretty great to like recognize that and be able to take it and run with it. And I try to do that with my kids all the time and they just don't get it yet. And it like breaks my heart because I'm like, why don't you understand? <laughs> like you can do this. You are awesome. Yes. It's hard. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just that repetition too, like reminding them over and over and over again. I mean, do you think so or? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I hear there's another little habit we're on. We're talking about habits a little Mm -hmm. bit. What's a habit you've been doing at your house lately? We talked about this Um, earlier. Yeah. So uh, my husband listens to podcast, a podcast, and he one day was just like, you know, these guys, they've been talking about habits. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know about that. And he was like, there's this book that they read called Atomic Habits. And I was like, yeah, I have that book. He's like, well, you do? <laughs> <laughs> I've got this. It's just on the shelf. And I'm like, yeah, I've read it. And he's like, well, do you have habits? And I'm like, well, some, but you know, not, I'm, I was not super intentional with right. stuff. Right. So he's like, I think it would be fun if we kind of like created habits together. And him and I are, are very much like, what's the word? When we are together, we're at our best. So if we're doing things separately, it's just like, you know, we're not connected. We have no idea what's going on. We're not, we don't communicate. Um, so if we're doing things together, it's like the best thing ever. So we always say we're better together. I mean, I know that's yeah. kind of cliche, but like we truly are. And so we decided to start creating habits together. Um, so the first one was going to be waking up early because I would lay in bed until like 6.30 mm-hmm. and then the girls would be like, mom, mom, mom. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. I guess I'll get you ready for school. <laughs> um, and it made my mornings feel rushed and stressful. So he's like, I think if we start getting up early and he started doing it first, like he would get up 10 minutes early and drink a glass of water. Like that was it. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up 10 minutes early with you and drink a glass of water because I hardly drink water ever. But I'm like, maybe if I start my day with a glass of water, I'll feel better. I don't know. Yeah. Um, And so we started to do that. So now we wake up. We're at like the 20 minute mark. So right now we're waking up 20 minutes earlier than we used to. And I still set my alarm for 10 minutes before that, just because like my body has to wake up in order for me to actually get out of bed. Um, But we drink our glass of water and we read Atomic Habits. So we each take turns reading it. And so we've been doing that every morning and it's been great. Um, And we also started a workout routine. Um, We're not super, super consistent with it, Mm -hmm. as in like we do the same thing every day at the same time, but we are working out together 
um, at separate times of the day, but we share our workouts with each other. So we're holding each other accountable. That's great. So that's been really fun too. I love that y'all are doing the habits together. I think that's so cool. So if you don't know the, um, the book she's talking about called Atomic Habits mm-hmm. is, um, it's by James Clear. And it is one of my very, very, very favorite books. Literally anytime anybody's like, oh, what, what book should I read? I'm like, Atomic Habits, go get mm-hmm. the book now. Because I feel like so much of my personal story I was doing those things and I didn't know that's what I was doing. Yeah. And so when I read that book, I was like, this this is the language for what I've been doing. I, I didn't know this, but now it gives me the language for, for all of that. And basically in the book, he talks about how, you know, just doing small, very tiny changes. And mm-hmm. that's how you create a habit. If you do something little, you know, then once you get it in place, you can build on top of it. And, right. and that's, I mean, that's what I teach myself because again, it's my story and that's how I made a transition in my own life. Yeah. But I love that y'all are doing it together and you have that accountability partner like built in. It's super fun. And some days the kids get up early with us because they're just early risers. Yes. And um, my oldest will sit there quietly while we read it. And so I'm like hoping that some of it is like getting in her brain. <laughs> I don't really know. I think it is. And I think um, she's watching you, mm -hmm. seeing you do that together and seeing you make that time to intentionally read. Even if she doesn't follow what it is you're reading, like she's, they watch. Mm -hmm. They really do. For sure. Um, I think one of the things that, that I touch on with moms a lot of the times is the fact that you have to model what you want to do you know, for your kids. Mm -hmm. Don't just tell them, oh, you need to go and do this. Oh, you need to clean your room. Oh, you need to, you know, get up or I don't know, whatever the thing is you're telling them. It is so hard. But like they get away, they take away so much more from watching Watching us us. than Mm -hmm. hearing us tell them to do those things. Yeah. I could definitely be better at that because I, I'm very much like a teller. Yeah. Same. (laughs) But I also, I mean, I will do as well. But one thing I've noticed since we started reading this book um, is I I found that I can talk myself into doing something even if I don't want to do it. So like I hate making school lunches. That's like my least favorite thing on the planet to do. But I've told myself like, okay, Carla, if you make this school lunch before bed, your morning is going to be less stressful. So it's like talking myself into creating that habit almost to where I'm starting to do that every night. And then it's like when Kyle goes upstairs in the morning after we're done reading our book, it's like, okay, if you get the kids' backpacks ready and make Kyle's coffee, he doesn't have to spend time making his coffee before work. And we don't have to run around trying to get all the kids' stuff together before walking out the door. So I think that it's helped me kind of learn to create habits, right? I mean, that's the whole idea, but also just like, okay, I can do this and I can fit this in and it will make my life easier. Yes, absolutely. So. I love, yeah. mm. we, we <laughs> right? will we will do a whole episode on habits. Y'all know I love habits. Um, and I, again, I just say, I love that you guys are doing that together. Um, so let's move into, you have a podcast. Yes. Let's talk a little more about busy moms. Okay. Tell so me how that got started and yeah. Yeah, for sure. So my friend Kristen and I, um, have a podcast called busy moms podcast and it was really her idea. She came to me in a text message one day and was like, Hey, I have this thing I'm considering. And to give a little background there, um, Kristen and I used to work together. We had like a little meet cute at a gym Mm -hmm. when we both first moved here and then um, started working together and just became friends. And so her and I are very different, not so much anymore, but were at the time. Like she's just this uplifting, positive, like beautiful soul. And you just can't help but like love her because she's incredible in so many ways. And so I'm like, gosh, you know, I, how do I be like this girl? You know, like she's just so sweet and kind to everyone. And so we like stayed friends, right? Like I left work to become a stay-at-home mom and eventually the business that we worked for closed. And so she went to do something else and we'd see each other in passing. Um, But she just like randomly was like, hey, I have this idea for this podcast. Do you think that's something you'd want to do? And at first I was like really intimidated by it. I was like, I don't know. You know, that sounds really scary. Um, I don't know if I'm the type of person that people would want to listen to. (laughs) Like, I don't know how to do a podcast. Um, 
And her idea was just basically like, originally she wanted to call it like mom entrepreneurs, but there's already a podcast out there called that or something. And so she's like, oh my gosh, we can't use that name. What do we do? And I'm like, I have no clue. Um, Let's brainstorm. And then she sent me this text message and she's like, what about busy moms? And like play off the word business and, or, you know, biz. And she's like, we have businesses and we're moms, so we can be busy moms. And I'm like, I love it. That's the best thing ever. Let's trademark it. (laughs) So we did. Um, So yeah, it it just kind of started there. And we decided that we were going to interview, quote unquote, busy moms. So if you're a mom and you own a small business, we wanted to focus more on like small businesses in the beginning, just to kind of give moms that exposure. And we were like, what if we just bring these moms in and talk to them about their businesses, like their local businesses and give them exposure. And so like the whole idea was like, how can we help other moms succeed? And how can we help other moms just kind of grow their business? And so that's kind of where it started. And it's been so fun. Um, I'm just but, gonna tell you, you're like glowing again. Oh, yeah! Like talking about it, you're just so. I can tell you're so passionate about it, and you're yes, excited. It's about- been incredible. Like just being able to hear other people's stories of how they got started doing something, and what it's done for them and for other people. It's just so inspiring. So I mean, every single week. Sometimes we do two podcasts a week. Like we record twice a week, and it's like every week we're inspired. And it's just cool. It's such a fun. I, I love it. And I loved, I, I got the opportunity to be on Busy Moms yes, recently. And it was I, so fun. It was so fun. And I loved that we just, you know, just chatted. It wasn't mm-hmm. super stressful. It was just so relaxed and so just good conversation. Yes, and so very I, casual. You guys are so good <laughs> about that and just asking good questions. It was, it was great. So I love that you all started that. Yeah, it's um, been fun. We're on season two now. So yes, congratulations. We'll see how far it goes. That's awesome. But we plan on doing it forever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Um, so from there, let's move. We're going to talk about you had a birthday. I did. A, a, a milestone. A little, <laughs> no. you know, tell me, tell a little me about milestone that. Birthday. A little milestone birthday. Um, so yeah, and it's crazy to think that it that was like almost a year ago. Um, but I did turn 40. And I, leading up to my 40th birthday, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to be 40. And I remember like, I don't know if you remember when your parents turned 40, like what it was like, but I mean, that was like over the hill. Every, it was like black stuff everywhere where a neighbor came over, decorated my parents' house with like all this, all these black and silver balloons. And she was over the hill and she was so old. And I was just like, oh my God, you know, I don't want to be 40. (laughs) And Going into 40, I'm like, how did I ever think that was old? Right. Like, I call myself an old, like, sometimes I'm just like, oh, I'm old, whatever. Same. But it's like, my body feels kind of old sometimes. Like, Same. It's a little awesome. hard to get out of bed. Starting, I'm like, what's, to get a little more what difficult. is this? Like, why am I so tight? Um, You know, and I'm tired and all of that. But it's, I mean, 40 is great. So, like, I was not the girl that loved her 20s. I mean, they were, like, toxic and stressful and everything else. And so it's like moving into my 30s, I was like, mm, whatever, 30. But halfway through my 30s, I like really started embracing life and learning. I mean, it it was all around the time that I became a mom and a small business owner. It's like you learn what you're capable of as a human. Yes. And you grow with that. And it's like, okay, I'm going into 40, like loving life and loving everything that I'm accomplishing. And so far, no complaints other than, you know, like, it's harder to lose weight. A few aches and pains. I love carbs and they like sit in a certain spot and uh-huh. I'm not in they love with that. They but... don't move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, I feel like my story has been very similar. Like 20s was great. I mean, I got married, but it was, it was a hard time. Not, mm-hmm. you know, the best part of my story. And then I've loved having my kids. I feel like has been such a highlight in, um, but really, so much of that has been because of the transition of knowing myself. Mm-hmm. Like as I've gotten older, becoming more aware of who I am and what I want and all of those things. Right. And so I feel like moving forward is just going to get better. Yeah. Hopefully, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I love that. I think it's. I think it's great to like look at the future and just think like, okay, so I'm here now, but there's so much more 
ahead. There's so much more life left yes. for me to do things. And it's like, I mean, who was it? Um, didn't Vera Wang like not make her first dress till she was 40? I'm pretty oh, sure. I don't know. That sounds and so right. It's, it's interesting to think about that because it's like, man, I'm basically just starting if yeah. I want to, yes. you know? And that I think that's, I mean, that's such a story that you hear because like, what was it? KFC. Um, he, the guy, what's his name? Now I can't think of his name. Oh, I don't. Anyway, Colonel, Colonel Sanders. There you go. <laughs> the Colonel. The, the Colonel. Colonel. He like, didn't make his first chicken until he was like way up there. Really? I can't remember how old he was. I didn't was, know that, but yeah, in yeah, that while. Yeah, was older. And so, um, yeah, just what's to come. I mm-hmm. can't wait. I know. So cool. Hey, Mama. At this point in the podcast, I would generally ask our guest, hey, what does success mean to you? You know, like the whole point of this podcast, like the one question that I ask every single guest. And yet on this day, clearly my mind was spacing because I completely forgot to ask Carla. In fact, I didn't even realize it until she had already left and was headed home. And when I reached out to her to say, hey, I goofed, she was kind enough to share with me a recording that she took on her phone. So, hey, Carla, could you tell me what does success mean to you? What does success mean to me? Um, Success to me means making it through those trenches and valleys and being able to climb that mountain afterwards. In the Bible, it does not say to stop when you're walking through the valley. It says to walk through the valley. And I truly believe that if you are able to somehow make it through the valley, make it through the trenches of motherhood, make it through tough times in business and in life um, that you're doing great. And that is what success means to me. And with that, we will hop back into the audio from the rest of the podcast. Well, this has been so much fun. It has been fun. Um, I'm going to hit you with some questions that I did not prepare you for. This is my my rapid fire questions. I like asking all of my guests these. And so I want to ask you first, what's your coffee order? So I drink this instant coffee called Organo Gold. Okay. (laughs) And it is like a mushroom based um, instant coffee that is supposed to be good for like your health and has antioxidants and um, boosts your immune system. <laughs> I've been wanting to try this stuff. Okay. I, not that specific I brand, but like the some. mushroom coffee. Yeah. Is, does it taste It doesn't similar? taste bad to me. So like I'm all about like mushroom extracts. Okay. Like, just give That's me all the mushrooms. Yeah. Um, not in that way. Although that might okay. be fun. You know what? I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm down for that. Same. Maybe. Let's go. Yeah. Um, so... But yes, like I was using my own extracts in my coffee, but then I found my friend um, introduced me to this other coffee. And okay. so I love it. It Kyle thinks it smells and tastes like burnt hot dogs. I do not. Okay. I think it's delicious, but I put um, oat, planet oat creamer. So either the caramel or the coffee cake. I gotcha. put like a tablespoon of that in it and it is delicious. Mm, yeah. So that's my, it used to be a grande no foam soy chai latte. There you go. Starbucks. Now you got it. Now, the... <laughs> But not anymore. Now it's your mushroom coffee. Yes, I love it. That's my mushroom coffee. All right. Question number two. Um, okay. On a scale of one to 10, how clean does your house stay? Like on average? How does it stay? It probably stays like a five because there's just, you know, with small kids, like there's stuff yeah. everywhere. And I used to be really really ocd like to the point where i like the monster would come out if something was out of place and i have learned through years of just experience medication (laughs) therapy um that it's okay that it's okay to have stuff and it's okay to have dishes in the sink um so yeah probably a five there are days when it's cleaner right but Yep. On average. I love it. I'm just very average. <laughs> That's okay. Our house is definitely probably, I'd say probably a five. You know, yeah. there there are seasons where we're, you know, a six-ish, mm-hmm. maybe even a seven. I'm feeling good. And, and like then there that. are other seasons where it's way down at where the bottom. Where you're like a two. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So um, That's probably my house, like, right when I left to come here. I was like, I, oh, boy. Yes. So, but I think, I don't know. I just... I love a good mess because it makes me feel more okay with the fact that my house is messy. That's why I wanted Mm -hmm. to cover this was like, 
I think we all, we picture like other moms' houses because they show a picture of them, you know, online or something and they're like yeah. pristine. I'm like, why isn't my house like that? Like it never is going to look like that. Right. I don't know. I know. Anyway, I'm I get rambling. it. No, you're <laughs> fine. I totally get it. All right. Question number three, a book or show you have recently loved? Oh, boy. Um, I haven't really read a lot lately. No? We talked about I know that on my you're podcast. Reading, yeah. yeah, like I was reading a ton. Um, I mean, I am enjoying Atomic Habits, of course. But, you know, I can... TV show that I enjoy recently that I've always enjoy is Friends. I mean, I can watch that show over and over and over and over. And it's funny every time. And it's uplifting every time because it's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I'd probably say that because I don't really have like one or the yeah, other. That's good. Oh, wait, I do have one. Yeah, tell me. I do have one. So Kyle and I just recently watched Full Swing Ooh. on Netflix. And it's about like the top players in golf. Uh-huh. And... Golf is like a hard sport. I'm supposed to go play this afternoon with Kyle, and I'm a little bit, ner- a little bit nervous about it because last weekend I was so bad. Um, but anyway, golf is a hard sport. My husband is like a huge, incredible golfer. And so he – I was like, let's watch this together. Like I'm so curious what these guys do. And it was really cool to see them like overcome their bad days and overcome their bad strokes and like – they have a lot of mindset work that they do. And I'm like, this is just so cool. Yeah. And I loved it. I told him every episode. I'm like, I love this That's show. That's awesome. So, so, so cool. full swing. Perfect. Yeah. That'd be a good one. Very good. All right. Last question. What is the most random item you have in your purse? Um, I just recently upgraded to like a Lululemon belt I see your bag, cute little bag right? over there. So right now there's nothing random, but in my big old purse, um, probably just like candy wrappers from church. Yep. Because the go, kids mom. get right, the kids get candy at church, or like the when we go to Publix, they give you the free cookie. Yeah, <laughs> like and then the you have that paper wrapper. stuck. Yeah, yep. or the cookie paper. Yep. Yeah. So awesome. Well, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you? Okay, if you want to find me personally, I am at Miss Carla Tag M R S Carla Tag on Instagram, and from there you can find a link to our Busy Moms podcast. And you can also find a link to my Rodan and Fields website where you can take a skin and hair care quiz, which will tell you which products are best for you to start with based on your skincare concerns. So I have that on there as well. Um, We also have Busy Moms podcast on Facebook. And I think that's it. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure to link all of those over in the show notes. If you if you you know, missed some of that and you want to just head over to SuccessfulMamaPodcast.com, you can click on this episode with Carla and we'll just have all that where you can click through and go directly to those links. So, okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming. This has been so much fun. And you guys, I hope you have a wonderful week and we will see you next time. All right. Sounds good. Thanks Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Successful Mama Podcast. For more information, head on over to SuccessfulMamaPodcast.com where you can find show notes and all the links mentioned in today's episode. Tap that share button and remember to tag at Successful Mama Podcast. And make sure to go leave a review. It really does help. A special thanks to Will Carruthers. Until next time, remember mama, success looks more than one way and it's up to you to define it.